0: what's up what's up you are locked on nba draft my name is rafael barlow i am the founder of the nba draft junkies website and in today's episode i'm going to talk about my favorite international prospects in the 2021 nba draft today's episode is brought to you by built bar built bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. I'm excited about this episode simply because I am now a member of the Locked On team. I have been listening to the Locked On Network for a while, dating back to when I lived in Istanbul, Turkey. Now, if you've ever lived abroad, you understand the importance of good content that makes you feel connected and it makes you feel somewhat close to home. And for me, the Locked On Network played a major role in that. I am a Portland Trailblazers fan, so when I was abroad, I listened to a lot of the Locked On Trailblazers podcast. James Harden is one of my favorite players, so I used to listen to the Locked On Rockets podcast. And in 2018-19, I had a Dallas Mavs media credential, and after every game, I would listen to the Locked On Mavs podcast with Nick Angstead and Isaac Harris just to kind of... I guess, see if they saw the same things that I saw during the game. So shout out to Nick, shout out to David Locke for this opportunity. I'm really, really thankful to be a member of the Locke no Network. Now, a little bit about me. I've spent five years scouting international basketball. Um, like I said, I lived in Turkey. I've been following a lot of the players in the 20 and 21 NBA draft class. I had a chance to watch them play in some of the, the tournaments abroad. I've scouted games in Africa, Europe, even went down to New Zealand to watch the LaMelo Ball R.J. Hampton game last year. So international basketball is, I don't want to call it my niche, but it's something that I'm a really big fan of. And that's why my Locked On debut is going to be on the top international prospects in this draft class. And personally, I feel like the international class is sliding under the radar. Everybody's talking about this highly touted freshman class and even the guys in the G League. It's, it's understandable that a lot of people aren't really paying attention to the international prospects, but that is why I'm here today to give you my favorite prospects. I'm not necessarily going to rank them in order of one through five, but it's just a few of the guys that I think have potential to be first round prospects in the 2021 NBA draft. All right, the first prospect that I want to discuss is Usman Garuba, who is a 6'8", 230-pound power forward. He currently plays for Real Madrid. Garuba was born in Nigeria, moved to Spain, and started playing in the Real Madrid club at at the age of 11. I had a chance to watch him play at the 2019 Under-18 European Championships in Greece, where he led the Spanish team to a gold medal. He was dominant. I mean, he averaged 15 points, nearly 13 rebounds, two blocks per game. I think Garuba has a chance to be a mid-first-round pick, and I actually believe he's a mid-first-round pick at this point. Now, as far as his game and what he brings to the table, one of the things I like most about him is he is a blue-collar athlete. I think his game would translate to the NBA because he has such a high upside as a defender um very good athlete, quick leaper, he's an offensive rebounding machine. He's one of those guys that just kind of has a nose for the basketball and he plays winning basketball and just makes impact plays. Offensively, he's he was able to dominate like the the junior levels because he was so much more athletic and physically stronger than a lot of the players that he played against. Now that he's currently playing for Real Madrid, he's going up against grown men. Now, if you know anything about basketball in Europe or understand how their development works, you understand that for a guy like Garuba to be playing for Real Madrid at his age means that he is ready to contribute right away. Unlike the NBA, you're not rewarded for losing in Europe. For example, in the NBA, if a team drafts you in the top 10, they have an interest in your development. So they may play young player over a veteran because they want this guy to develop and they want him to become a player in the long run so they're giving him developmental minutes well in europe especially in the euro league there's no such thing as developmental minutes every game counts every possession counts and the fans are crazy i've had a chance to witness that myself so there's so much pressure on the player so in order to crack the rotation you have to be ready to contribute And that's one of the things I like most about Garuba is that he's playing at a high level. In my opinion, the EuroLeague is the second toughest league in the world. And he's playing on a good team. Now, what he brings to the table is his athleticism. He's a blue collar player. He's a guy that I think has a high, high upside as a high-level defender. As far as his skill set, now traditionally at 6'8", he would be undersized 4. But in today's NBA, where it's such an emphasis on small ball and and defenders that can switch, I think he could end up playing a lot of small ball 5. Now, Garuba has a 7'2'' wingspan, a crazy motor, and is already a solid team defender. Best case scenario. He has a Draymond Green, P.J. Tucker, or maybe even a Paul Millsap-type impact as a defender. Now, offensively, at the minimum, he should be able to carve out a role as an energy guy that scores off hustle plays, rim runs, and dump-offs. However, I think he has a decent skill set to build up on. He's shooting around 34% from three this season on about 48 attempts in 47 games, so it's not a large sample size, but it's good enough to show some promise as a floor spacer. I also think that he has the potential to be able to attack closeouts, but that'll come in time once defenses start to respect him as a shooter. He's made a few impressive plays off the dribble this season, which is something I personally did not see much of when I saw him in the summer of 2019. Now, Outside of his offensive rebounding and energy, I love Garuba as a passer, especially out of short rolls. Now, I don't know if he'll ever be able to consistently create his own shot or be a big-time scorer, but I do think he is the ultimate glue guy, and I think he does a little bit of everything that will help his team win. Now, as far as my concerns, he'll need to continue to improve as a shooter. While the three-point numbers are decent, his free throw percentages and his non-dunk finishes around the rim make you wonder about his overall touch. I definitely think he needs to add some soft touch finishes around the rim, maybe like a floater. And the reason for that is because my biggest concern is he has this tendency to load up or squat his jumps around the basket. Now, Although he has a long wingspan, he's still undersized and oftentimes he struggles versus length because he's powering up to finish strong around the rim. And the split second he needs to load his jumps could turn an easy bunny into a contested layup. I remember watching Mo Bamba film when he was coming out of college, and even though Bamba's a lot taller and longer, I felt like he had this bad tendency to bring the ball down low. He would squat and try to power up and dunk. I think Dwight Howard has that same problem from time to time. I felt like if Dwight always kept the ball high like Paul Gasol, he'd have an extra 500 to 1,000 points in his career. I mean, Think about all the times Dwight would get an offensive rebound. And he's bringing the ball low to power up to finish. He gets fouled. And it's a hard foul, which doesn't even allow him to get a shot up. While Gasol was known for if he got an offensive rebound, the ball never like went down past his shoulders. It was like the Mike and drill. And Garuba has the same issues Dwight has as far as getting an offensive rebound, bringing it low, squatting low to power up so he can finish strong, getting fouled, and he's really not a good foul shooter. So that is my biggest concern right now for Usman Garuba. The next prospect I want to discuss is having a dominant breakout season in Turkey. He's not only having the best season amongst international prospects, he's arguably the best center in Europe. Now, if he's not the best center in Europe, you can make a case and say he's definitely the most productive which is one of the reasons why his name is skyrocketing on draft boards. Now, in a moment, I'll break down what I believe Alperen Shingoon, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, is the second best center available in the 2021 NBA draft class. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, or act better? There is. And if you have 10 minutes, headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy to use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has the morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. For a mood-boosting workout, check out Headspace Move. Also, check out the Wake Up Daily original content intended to inspire your day from the moment you wake up. Headspace can even help you tune into the moment with focus music specially curated by Headspace Chief Music Officer, John Legend. Now, you deserve to feel happy, and Headspace is a meditation made simple. Go to Headspace.com slash LockedOnMedia. That's Headspace.com slash LockedOnMedia for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. Now, this is the best deal offered right now. Head to Headspace.com slash LockedOnMedia today. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Now, football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your sports book experts. Promo code LOCKEDON. That is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, is the relationship broken between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Alperen Shingun, and like I said, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, is a 6'10", 240-pound center out of Turkey who is likely to win the MVP of the Turkish Super League. Now, that's impressive to me simply because outside of the ACB, I believe the Turkish Super League is the best domestic league in Europe. I first saw him play at the 2019 Under-18 European Championships where his Turkish team finished as the runner-up behind the Usman Garuba-led Spain team. Now, at the time, I thought at best he was a borderline NBA prospect with a game that was more suited to play at a high level in Europe. In my notes, I wrote that he was skilled, but I thought he was pudgy, slow, a below-the-rim center that dominated inferior competition just because he was bigger and stronger. But What I did not know, what I did not see... Was that he could be a potential lottery pick in two years and be a dominating force in Europe. Now, don't get me wrong, he's still a little pudgy. I mean, think Kevin Love, UCLA pudgy, and he'll never be considered a high flyer, but his skill level is so advanced at this stage in his career that it literally makes up for what he lacks in athleticism and explosiveness. The NBA will always value length and freakish athletes, but I believe the emphasis on skill is making a comeback. We've seen the success of guys like Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic, who, in my opinion, is an elite athlete in his own unique way. But Jokic and Doncic are putting up crazy statistical numbers this season, despite not having this traditional athleticism that, you know, we're used to seeing. Shingun has been putting up his own video game numbers this season, averaging over 19 points in 10 boards by shooting 60% from the floor. And like I mentioned before, if you're familiar with Europe, you know that the games are played at a much slower pace. So 19 points in 10 boards is probably like the equivalent of 25 and 13 in the NBA. Now he does most of his damage under the rim, where he uses his wide frame, excellent footwork and soft touch, along with a package of counter moves on counter moves. Now since I last saw him, he slimmed down a lot, he looks faster, gets off the ground a lot quicker, which has played a major role in him being an elite rim protector in the Turkish league, where he's averaging just a shade under two blocks per game. Now like Garuba in the previous segment, he's a really good passer for a post player. He even adds a little flash and flare to his passes. Now there's one play that specifically comes to mind where he whips a behind the back pass to a cutting teammate after leading the fast break. Now, we're talking about a center, 240 pounds, which I think is pretty generous. But he's pushing the rock, and he's whipping a highlight reel pass on the money. That's not something that you see every day. Now, as far as concerns, he does lack ideal athleticism. And although he's a good rim protector in Turkey, he may struggle on the defensive end in the NBA. Offensively, his swing skill is his outside shooting. If he can extend his range and become a threat from deep, he could develop into a starting caliber center early in his career. Another international prospect I want to cover is Josh Giddy out of Australia. Giddy is a 6'8 playmaking point guard who kind of reminds me of Grievous Vasquez, Kyle Slomo Anderson, and a little bit of LaMelo Ball. Now, you may think I'm crazy, and that's like a a weird combination, but Giddy is a a tough player to compare because of his unique size and natural playmaking ability. His lack of speed and burst and quickness is, is what reminds me of Vasquez and Anderson. Now, if you haven't noticed, there's a theme here. Outside of the fact that the prospects that I've discussed are coming from three different continents, Garuba from Europe, Shingun from Asia, and yes, Turkey is in Asia, well the vast majority of the country is. The city of Istanbul is in Europe and Asia, but there's your geography lesson for today. And Giddy is from Australia and Oceania. All three prospects are quality passers or ball movers, which is a skill that I personally place a high value on. Now Giddy has a great feel for the game as a playmaker, and I personally love watching him whip those one hand passes all over the floor. He's he's just the epitome of a guy that plays at his own pace. You can't really speed him up. I don't want to compare him to Doncic in that sense. Although he's somewhat slow, or very slow, he impacts the temple of the game with his ability to rebound and run. He's always looking to pass the ball ahead, and he excels in transition. How many guys can you say, oh, this guy's slow, he lacks foot speed, but he's at his best when he's running the floor and playing in transition? This is why Giddy is so tough to compare, because... Again, that's a pretty unique situation. What I like is that he plays the type of game that will keep his teammates happy because he's always looking to set the table. So far this season, I think he's done a good job as a pick and roll passer and finding bigs cutting to the rim. I'd love to see him play with an NBA caliber vertical lob threat just for the highlights alone, but he's playing with a a good role man, but he's more so of a below the rim role man that... You know, I would just love to see him play with, like, a Mitchell Robinson or even a Rudy Gobert type player. Now, as far as scoring, when he gets to the rim, he finishes with both hands, and he shows good touch around the basket. But there are some concerns about his overall scoring. Coming up next, I'll break down a few red flags that I see in Josh Giddey's game. I have a funny story to tell you about my experience with Bilt Bar. I'm a videographer and from time to time, I have different video projects that I need to film. And a few weeks ago, I was at a gym filming some guys that were preparing for the NFL draft. I know it's ironic that I have a podcast covering the NBA draft, but I was also doing video work for the NFL draft. So while I'm at this gym, I'm starving. I'm looking for something to eat. And I was in a situation where I wanted to grab something to eat, but I did not have time to go grab lunch because I was gonna miss the next set of the workouts. One of the players, who was training for the draft, gave me one of his, what I thought was a protein bar, but it tasted like a candy bar. It was the peanut butter. And after eating that, I asked for two and I started doing research, did not realize that Built Bar comes in 18 flavors. The 12 original flavors are coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, banana nut bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee, almond, and coconut. Even though it's a protein bar, they are I mean, they're delicious. Covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and they're great for like a health conscious guy like myself, or I'm trying to be a health conscious guy this year. They're good for helping someone lose or maintain weight while eating a, a treat that, you know, for lack of a better term, is delicious. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code in 20 you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off BuiltBar.com. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow the Locked On NBA Draft. Since Josh Giddey's main skill and his bread and butter is his passing, he'll need to become more of an effective scorer to fully unlock his potential as a passer. He shoots a slow set shot and through 12 games is only converting 26% of his attempts from deep. Overall, he's shooting only 38% from the floor, but he's had a few games in the past week that show glimpses of his potential. He had a 10.7 rebound 7 assist game followed up by a 15.10 assist 7 rebound game in which he shot over 50% in both games. However, he hasn't made a free throw in four of his last five games. So if he's not a threat to attack the rim, it would definitely limit and play a major role in how effective he is as a pick and roll threat. At this point, it's still up in the air if he'll declare for the draft. He doesn't turn 19 until October. So he could opt out to spend another year in Australia or even go to Europe before entering the NBA draft. Now, the next prospect I want to talk about is a player that I'm really high on. If you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel or have been to my website, NBA draft junkies.com I guess this would be a good time to plug those. NBA draft junkies.com and same name under YouTube, type in NBA Draft Junkies. You'll see my website. You'll see my channel where I've probably made anywhere from 25 to 30 videos on prospects for the 2021 NBA draft. And this particular player he came on my show on on a previous podcast, did an interview, and he's definitely one of my favorite prospects in his class. It is Vrenz Blindberg out of Belgium. I think that he's a first round pick. I've been slowly starting to see his name rise on different draft boards and and on different um, tweets. I mean, if you're familiar with NBA Draft Twitter, it's a. I mean, it's just a collection of guys that that I, I have a lot of respect for. A few of the guys are actually gonna be on the locked on NBA draft podcast also, so stay tuned for that. But Vrins Blindberg is is a, a player that like I said I'm high on. I mentioned on a previous podcast, I think that he could be this year's Alexey Pokashewski, who was selected in the first round. As far as Blindberg, he's a 6'10 point forward. You heard me right, 6'10 point forward. And if you've been following the theme of this episode, you can tell that I really like guys that move the ball and that can make plays for others. And Blindberg definitely fits into that category. 6'10", point forward. What I like about him is that he can handle the ball, he can shoot, and again, he can make plays for others. I like that he's comfortable out of the pick and roll. He can be a pick and roll ball handler. And if you've had a chance to watch his film, and if you haven't, just go to my YouTube channel. You'll see the clips on there. He plays with a guy who's actually a a good friend of mine who, well, I guess he just transferred to another team, so they won't be playing together now, but he has a knack for finding the, the vertical lob threat, and I just think that with his size and his skill, you have a weapon. You have a guy that is the height of a center, and you can be creative and run like four or five pick and rolls. So guys like that are something that I would love to have on my team from a team building standpoint. One of the things I noticed is that he, he just has a really nice pace coming out of ball screens. He has a good feel as an initiator. Due to his size and passing, it makes him one of the most intriguing prospects in this draft class, which is saying a lot because this draft class is highly regarded. I love just how well he moves. You don't see a lot of guys that move with the agility and fluidity that he does at his size. I think that he's a natural wing. Um... And I'm just a big fan of oversized playmakers. Like I said, if I'm an NBA GM, I make it a high priority to have one of these oversized playmakers or or wings. Now, As far as what he brings to the table on the offensive end, as I mentioned that he's highly skilled, he can dribble, he can shoot, he can pass. But the swing skill for me is the shooting. As of today, he's knocking down about 37, 38% from three through 19 games. And it's on a fairly good amount of attempts. It's, It's a little under five attempts per game. He's drained a couple step-back threes, which gives me hope that he can develop into a shot creator in the near future. Now, his numbers this season from Deep are a lot higher than the previous seasons. And when I spoke with him a few weeks ago, he mentioned that he was always a good shooter growing up. And then as he started to lift weights and get stronger, it messed up his shot. So this is the first season that he says he feels comfortable with the added strength in his shot, and it's, it's definitely shown in the numbers. I think last year he shot about 20% from three. The year before, is about 33, and it was on a low volume of attempts. While, like I said, this year, it's a little under five attempts per game, and he's been pretty consistent in the domestic league and playing in the Euro Cup, so he's around 37 38%. And studying his film from previous seasons into now, you can see that he's a lot more confident in a shot. He's letting it fly. And like I mentioned, you have to have a lot of confidence to shoot step back threes in the way he's been shooting it. He even has a tendency to do a little bit of Steph Curry. We saw LeBron do it earlier in the game. when He knows it's good. He, he goes back on defense as soon as it leaves his hand. So for me, I really like the confidence. Now, right now, Scoring off the dribble is something that he can do, but I wouldn't say it is a strength right now simply because he needs to bulk up and add strength. I don't even think he weighs 200 pounds, but with his mobility and agility and his ability to handle the ball, I think that he will be a, a pretty decent scoring rack, especially um, attacking closeouts, not a pick and roll. I like to see him become more aggressive and assertive, but I totally understand that you know right now it's it's a strength issue at this point. But he has the speed to be a rebound and run threat i think that he's he's a he's a playmaker like i said someone again i would take a flyer on now the one area that i would like to see him really improve on and make strides is as a pull-up shooter i think with his handle and his length he would be able to like get to a spot and shoot over the top of smaller defenders um, again as far as areas of concern I think the shooting consistency is the main thing. He obviously must to get stronger. He does have a tendency to force passes and squeeze them into tight spaces. And then uh, his jumper is a little bit off balance. But again, I really like Vrens Blindberg. I think that this is a, a player who should get first-round consideration. I personally would select him in the first round. Whether or not he needs to spend time in developing the G League or not, that totally depends on the team and the situation. But like I said, I really like his talent. And overall, I, I give Vrens Blindberg a first round grade. Another international player that I wanted to cover that I just did not have time to in this episode is Roko Prakacin. Again, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. He's a 6'9 hybrid, 3'4 out of Croatia. I think that he could possibly sneak in the first round definitely a name that I think that you'll hear buzzing around draft time. What I like about him is he's athletic. He's a hustle guy, plays a lot of energy, very good on the offensive glass. He can put the ball on the floor and attack closeouts, and he's also a pretty decent playmaker. So keep the name in mind, Roko Prakachin. Again, I wasn't able to cover him on this episode, but I will in future episodes. So this wraps up my first episode on the Locked On Network with Locked On Draft. In the next episode, I want to cover my top point guards in the 2021 NBA draft class. There are two guys I'm sure you're familiar with, Cade Cunningham and Jalen Suggs, who I project as top five picks. But I also feel that there could be two, possibly three other point guards that could be selected in the lottery. So stay tuned for that episode that will be airing this coming Thursday. Again, thanks for listening. My name is Rafael Barlow. You could find me at Barlow, B-A-R-L-O-W-E 500 on Twitter NBADraftJunkies.com, also NBA Draft Junkies on YouTube, where I I post videos. I plan on dropping at least three to five different videos this week going forward. I plan on basing my episodes off the players that I covered on my YouTube channel. Right now, I probably have twenty-five to thirty videos, and again, this is my first episode on Locked On Draft, so I wanted to cover some of the guys that I've previously already made videos on, but as I catch up, I'll start to base my episodes on the players that I highlight for that particular week. You can subscribe to my channel on YouTube. Like I said, I plan on putting out a lot of content, but also don't forget to subscribe to Locked on Draft. I think that we have some pretty cool things in store for this particular channel. There's going to be quite a few different guys coming with different perspectives on their favorite draft prospects. And overall, just a very well-rounded group of guys that love to talk NBA draft. So stay tuned and be sure to follow Locked On Draft wherever you listen to your podcast at. Well, this wraps up this edition of Locked On NBA Draft. Be sure to tune in tomorrow where you have more in-depth draft coverage. Thanks again. See you tomorrow.